1: Hey, it's Melissa Rivers, and welcome to Group Text. Stay tuned for a new episode. Hey, everyone, welcome to Group Text. You know, Sabrina and I, let's admit it, we're, you can, you can jump in here, we're, we, we like the shallow end of the pool.
2: Why, why would you say that, Melissa? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it has to do
1: with the fact that we are continuing to do our Look Good, Feel Good series. Well, we
2: should all look good, feel good. Yeah, Absolutely, but more, during this time.
1: More important, let's look good. I am here with two people I adore. Uh, I don't, Peter, I don't even know what to call you. Peter Thomas Roth, Skincare Maven. Would would that be the right word?
3: That's a great name. <laughs>
1: and a dear, dear friend of mine, Dr. Lisa Caslith, who, just so everybody knows, we went to Penn together. We were sorority sisters. But more importantly, not that she's just a good, good person. More importantly, she's a really, really, really top plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills. And to anyone listening, if you can be good friends with a plastic surgeon, it's a smart contact to have. So That's, that's all I'm what- going to say.
2: So that's what you meant by the shallow end of the pool. I got it now. Okay.
1: Oh, like you didn't know, <laughs> Sabrina. You've snuck into her medi spa.
2: You've snuck into this the, meds, l- the medi we, spa. We love Lisa. We love Lisa.
1: <laughs> and just if anybody cares except for us, we are all University of Pennsylvania graduates. Who knew? Who knew? So Lisa, I'm gonna I'm gonna start right off with you because this is something I've never asked you. Why, why did you become a plastic surgeon? I mean, first of all, brilliant, smart, pen med, the whole thing. I mean, you could have been any kind of surgeon. You could be, you know, picking through people's brains. You could be doing, why plastics?
3: Um,
0: so I think for me, you know, I don't remember in college. You remember when I was out there drawing and I was part of that architecture program?
1: No, I just remember you being in the, in the the, the, pre-arch, what was it called? Design of the environment. Design of the environment. DOE. And basically DOE, you never saw people once they went into that program. That was it.
0: And you wouldn't see people for days, which turns out to be great training for residency. turns out because you do all nighters all the time. Anyway. So I got to like, where I actually was getting close to having decide on where to go to school in architecture. And I realized that I hated it, right? Hated it. <laughs> A little late in the game. A little late, right? And so, um, and the problem is that like, okay, if you're funded by some kind of super uh, you know, in-touch parent that buy has you buy them a house on the hill and design it for them, that's great as an architect. But the rest of the people are designing bathrooms for ladies, you know, and it's like you really are designing, even as a student, you're designing for your professor, right? So like if you get a professor that's really wacky and out there, they want you to feel the space. And so you design so that they like it and you get an A. And you realize like, oh, I can put up with this because I'm going to be my own designer. But no, you're not. You're designing for people and everyone has a very different opinion. And so as I got more into like my pre-med classes, I had to take biology for landscape. I had to take physics for architecture. And I was like freaking great at those things. Like, and I get an A and there's like a purist there. But I still had the arty background. So when I went to med school, I loved like the cleft palettes and the really complicated little surgery. Cause like I could see it. People are like, I don't know what to do. I'm all like, Oh, just put the line like this. And no problem. Right. Cause it's nothing compared to architecture. So it was like a good talent merge for me. It's technical and it's aesthetic. And so it worked out perfectly. Like, cause that's my calling.
1: That's great. Now, Peter, which I didn't know. Your family has been in the skincare business since the 1800s. Wow!
3: My grandparents had a spa. There's two hotels in Hungary, Uh, one on Lake Balaton, which is the largest lake in Europe, and one in the town they grew up in. So they kind of had little hotels, little not great hotels. Trust me, they're little tiny hotels. But in Hungary, (laughs) love it, you
1: know, not like great hotels.
3: Trust me, there's nothing there. Um, But they all have these pools and you just turn the water on and they, it, the, the, the mineral water comes up from the earth hot and then at the end of the day you just drain them and clean them and they all have them so they, we always get to skin care but when they came to the United States that was that and it was in the jewelry business
1: okay so how they did were. you they were, so how did you go so skin care sort of was in your family DNA then jewelry how did you go back to skin care
3: uh, it was just a hobby, so I still have I ha- still have acting. Can you imagine? Like I just why well, not? there's still one over there. I love um, Lisa. Just leaned yeah, into the camera. Yeah, and I need looked looked really <laughs> more resolution here, Peter. It's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. So I did it as a hobby, and because I never found really any acting. Wait, 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 I wait, wait. Really back up. Liked.
1: How, as a teenager or something like that, is skincare a hobby? Well, I can no, barely no, get my son. Later. Oh, okay, because I can barely get my son to put on, you know, moisturizer. He's good at the sunscreen. And then he yeah, just comes I, I, into my room like, I'm hot and I'm dry. And he takes something expensive off my counter and I never see it again.
3: <laughs> there you go. So where did uh, you when start? I was a teenage, well, when I was a teenager, I went to all the derms along Fifth Avenue as they started in the 90s to the 70s to the 60s. Probably know them all. And literally opening, closing, all those zits, it was awful. And then when I was in college, do you remember that brown stuff? You shake, shake, shake and put it all over. It was disgusting. Like I was the last one to go to sleep because I didn't want anyone to see me. So anyway, as life progressed, um, I wanted to come out with something more fr- user friendly. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just a hobby and it just turned out really well. What was your first product? There were 20, 10 were acne, and 10 were glycolic acid. So wrinkles and pimples.
1: <laughs> Not, so your first product, you came out like right out of the gate with 10 products?
3: 20. 10 20. 20 products? Yeah. 10 of each. Yeah. 10, 10 acne about, and 10, um, you know, mostly glycolic acid, a couple of masks. I
1: mean, what, what, mask. was your, what was your first job in the skincare I business?
3: For, I didn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I so tell you, if, a Lisa, so I if Lisa my, I was, had
1: known you, she could have be, built you a house on a big hill.
3: There you go. <laughs> I worked with my dad Perfect. in the jewelry business. And I did this on the side. And then it turned into a big business.
1: Wow.
2: Wow. I,
1: I yeah. love how people get to where – it's always fascinating how people get to where they, they are. But, okay, let's be honest. The last – what are we, at six months now? Everyone has fallen apart. I mean, I just want to work my way – with both of you down from like the top of my head, all the way down to my feet. Now, Lisa, I know that you did start operating again once it was safe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How much time did you get off?
0: I mean, what happened was we were told at the hospital, no more surgeries for plastic surgeons, but you're allowed to do surgery for cancer. So I have all these breast cancer patients that we weren't allowed to do the reconstructions on. So that was a really rough time. Because the patient's on the table, they're already taking the risk that they're having anesthesia. They're having it resected, but now they have a really terrible looking result because the plastic surgeon's not allowed in the room because it's risky. Like, I'm like, I will take the risk. I'm the only one taking the risk. Everybody else is already there. So that was really rough um, on people because it was like, cure your cancer or look deformed. What's your choice? Um, it's not. It wasn't really fair to the patient. Well, and
1: also, you are one of the big... Reconstruction,
0: yeah. People who- I mean, that's like my bread and butter is yeah. breast reconstruction, bad boob jobs, redo boob jobs. Like, that's what I do, right? So it's okay to say to someone who, okay, they had like uh, five bad breast dogs redone by other surgeons. Now they're coming to me, okay, you know what? We can do this in a couple months. It's been years since you've looked normal, but to tell someone has cancer, you can't have a reconstruction was bad. And so now, then we started operating again on cancer patients. And now it's been far enough that everyone's got protocols for testing. So, like, the fa- safest place to be is a surgery center. Every staff member is tested, every patient is tested. Like, I feel like I'm a little enclave of tested people you got out there in the world that's not as safe. So it feels good now because we know now what the rules are, and we didn't know back then. So for everybody could have it, nobody could have it. There was no no testing available. We hear how everybody's a carrier and could give it to you. It just the, the news was crazy, and the doctors didn't know any better. So it was a weird time.
1: Okay, well now that you're back in business,
0: yeah, let's you start.
1: Not- I want to start with because one of the things where my friends, a lot of my friends, due to stress and people we know, have started people's hair has started falling out. Yes. And literally from stress. And I keep hearing about, what is it? The PRP? PRP,
0: microneedling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And huge. What, what is it? So you want like the, the, the sweet, adorable version? Yes, adorable please. Version. So yeah, sweet, adorable. It's, so you have these little tiny microscopic needles and then you have a machine that delicately like just goes across your scalp and then you take PRP, which is your own stem cells out of your blood and you actually place it on the scalp so that it kind of infuses into the microneedles at the same time. I mean, in reality, you you have a bloody mess scalp. And it's a mess. Um, but boy, does your hair start growing, right? And you people on vitamins at the same time, and you just really boost. It. It's like, you know, have you ever fertilized your lawn where you, like, cut it short, and you put lots of seeds in it? It's like, phew. That's yeah. what it It's basically that for your hair.
1: And I don't mean to laugh, but this now you understand why Lisa and I are friends. Yeah, we're so both a little, a little wacky. <laughs> okay, but then it's like the So that's PRP. And you can also do the microneedling on your okay. face.
0: Yeah, the depths change a little bit. And there's like a finesse to it. But, you know, for public consumption, you can do your whole face. It rejuvenates your skin. You put Peter's products on it so that maybe you can keep some of that for more than a week, you know. And so it's always about skin maintenance, but it gives like a fresh glow.
1: So, Peter, if you don't want to go through PRP, <laughs> and be a bloody man.
0: <laughs> you, should, you should do both. Hey, what, would
1: you, what would you tell us to do?
3: Well, right now, masking is super hot. So masking wasn't super hot last year. It goes through cycles. And now it's like super, super hot because people have time. A lot of people are just looking at themselves in the mirror and going, what do I do? And and have time to like play. Uh, the other thing a lot of people are doing is more eye creams because um, of the masks. And then wait, accurately. so the masks
1: don't cover because they don't cover your yeah, eyes your
3: eyes mm-hmm. So
1: if you're doing a mask, you then have to supplement with eye cream.
3: You don't have to, but those are the, what's trending.
1: But okay, well but what would you tell us to do? If you were telling me, what is my nighttime what is my, what is my routine?
3: So that really depends. If you're normal, oily dry, if you're 19 like you're sad combination or if you're older um you always easy on the older easy,
1: easy. <laughs> okay Easy, easy we're not on talking the
3: about you. so you have to cleanse okay well, I, the first thing which just such a joke is you know you've ever had your makeup done and then or even a wedding like you know and then in the morning the the bride's mother might go mm, you know what i still kind of look good no 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 you should have taken it off the night before so you got to take your makeup off So, cleansing is super important. Then, the next thing, of course, is sunblock. That's super important. Um, Just to stay away from the sun, because that causes spots, aging, you know, just wrinkles. It's terrible, the sun. Uh, Wear a hat, cover yourself, doesn't really matter. And then um, it depends. Like, if you're oily, you're probably not going to put a moisturizer on. You're going to, you know, or if you're an acne person, you must do your acne routine every day, because it's also all that acne stuff you could prevent the pimples from coming in the blackheads. It's not, you could attack it while it's there, and you can also prevent it. And that's kind of hard to do uh, because it's time consuming. And uh, then if you're normal or dry, then you're a cream person. You know, you're going to daytime, moisturize, nighttime, and then you'll probably throw serum in for, you know, anti-aging results, depending on what you want. Wrinkles, uneven skin tone, vitamin C, does, you know, retinol. Everyone's got their choice. I always say it's kind of like you need vitamin C every day, right? So some people are going to drink orange juice. Some people drink grapefruit. Some people will have it in a lemon. Some people will take it in a pill. But you're going to get it. So ski care is the same. It's kind of like it's very dependent on who you are and what you want.
1: Right. a lot of my friends, including myself, I've had breakouts. I've had my skin's gotten dry. My, I mean, I have combination of skin, but I've had breakouts. I've had... Like, I feel like in the last couple of months, everything that could possibly happen to anyone's skin has happened.
2: What I want to know is how often do you have facials? Like when you go in and you have a professional facial,
3: how often? So that's a good question. So what it depends. So if you're acne, um, you might do it more often. Like you could do it every two weeks to a month six weeks if you're dry and it's more like a wrinkle and a pampering facial it might be every six to eight weeks or twice a year depending on your budget but one of the other things that are super hot right now are masking and all the creams and the lotions because people aren't going to their estheticians their germs and plastic surgeons are only you know doing kind of you know important cases as they say whatever's allowed that's a better word and there's just more time and they can't do it um depends I, you know, I have an acne patient. I still get it like every, I don't know, six weeks.
1: So, and this is for both of you. What about all these little um, devices that everyone's been buying? You know, a friend of mine just sent me some a, a link to something she swears is making her jawline better. That's like vvv, like radio frequencies and the home microneedling. And there's that thing that they advertise that you can put the whole infrared thing on your face face. Is there any truth to any of those? Everybody now, we all sit in our, our, you know, and do our little roller things on our face. Is there any, any truth to any of that?
0: So this is so, you know, everything little doses can be a little version of it in a big dose. So let's say we at a, at a real medical spa, we're doing microneedling, right? So you're going to go to a depth where you're penetrating into the dermis So unless your needles go into the dermis, you're not gonna get any change in the skin quality coming forward. If you're just in the epidermis, you're not going to change any skin except for its appearance superficially right so nothing's really changing however you might use the little tiny rollers to like better penetrate the skin with products which peter can speak to because a lot of people swear by hey i can't get my you know the retinol doesn't penetrate well i'm gonna use my tiny little home microneedling device or my roller derma roller now i get better penetration so you'll see like they're less effective but maybe they have some effect right and the radio frequency is interesting because Radio frequency in high doses absolutely works to some degree, right? The way radio frequency is really effective, okay, I'm back to needles again, sorry, I'm a surgeon, is you put it on needles and you have these devices where it zaps the tip of the needle, which is in the skin, right? So, yeah, it's in the dermis. If you do it over the top, you're going to get like some radio frequency, which is energy. You're putting energy into the collagen to tighten and bring the collagen together, right? Right? So you're gonna get some energy transmitted if I just put it on superficially, but not even close to the safe energy transmitted under the skin, because if I really wailed on it, i burned burn the skin, right? So as the devices have gotten more powerful, they cause burns, so you go and get them at home they would like be in lawsuits, you know, and never be able to sell them to you. So the efficacy of the home device is going to be tiny compared to a real treatment you would do in a medical spa. So I'm not saying throw them in the garbage, maybe a little bit, done every single day, routinely, perfectly, okay, it's going to take up like uh, hours of your life, as opposed to you went to the spa, got one treatment, you know, maybe three of them one month apart, you're going to get way more result than if you just sit there, you know, sitting there in your mirror at home. But it's not zero. Like, the devices work just far less.
1: Peter, what do you think about all these devices? I know,
3: I agree. I agree. We don't do any devices, and and the microneedling especially. There are other things. It's basically lawsuits. So someone's buying it at a Sephora and Ulta, you know, from us. I, I wouldn't run a lawsuit because you know, if they have beautiful porcelain skin and you're putting needles on them, you know, a plastic surgeon or a derm should do it, or maybe an esthetician, but I don't think you should do it yourself. So we stay away from that. And we don't do any um, machines. It's a whole other category. And also, um, I'm assuming some work because otherwise no one would rebuy them, (laughs) but like a little, like you go to a derm.
1: You have a product for everything.
0: Yeah. And you know, I also think like, Oh, I did. I looked at your website. You literally have a product for every,
1: I mean, products. I got confused because I hit so many categories. I'm like, I don't even know what I should be
3: doing. It's like a supermarket.
1: You, how do you, how does one, and then I want to get to body stuff, which Lisa and I love always talking about. Um, how do you figure out what like of your products you should be using? How do you go through this enormous which is amazing. It's like a smorgasbord of, of things. I mean, it's like going to a buffet. What should I be taking? What should I not be taking?
3: So if you, my stuff was, you know, if you go to Sephora Ulta and you're confused, usually there'll be a salesperson at Sephora and Ulta to help you guide you through the living. Yeah. Cause I always products. trust
1: the teenager who's working there. Uh-huh.
3: Right. <laughs> so if you, that's, but that's why we have open cell. And open cell means you can touch it and feel you don't have a counter between you. Um, and my packaging has everything written on it. So you don't even have to touch it. You could just read it off the shelves. It'll tell you what it's going to do for you and how it's going to do it. Like it's going to say for fine lines, wrinkles, one and a half percent retinol, time released, or two percent cell salicylic acid for um, acne. So as you read it, you kind of navigate your way through it. Or or like on QVC, just kind of tell them what the product is, show the before and after, show the clinicals and keep it simple.
1: Yeah. One of the things I do love about your products are they are very accessible, which is again, for, 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 for both of you, do you, what is your whole feeling on that? These crazy overpriced products. I mean, and everyone's had every kind of, you know trend there's first it was all algae then it was snail sludge then it was placenta now it's gold i mean you're
0: you I, don't forget the foreskin what? melissa don't forget, what don't forget the foreskin oh i is missed that, that right? one is that a new oh, one that was yes. huge. peter i'm sure knows all about foreskin we,
3: we, we didn't do that one this <laughs> is oh. No, we stayed away from that one. But yes. yes. Yeah, no, how do you, I so, well, I
0: wish I were joking. So, I'm
2: not, you know? <laughs> No, I, I've actually heard about it, Lisa. I nah. heard that that's the the new thing. Put it right
1: on
2: your face. Mhm. Oh, oh god.
1: So how what how do you I mean, what what, you know, not from just a marketing point of view, what trends have you really believed in, Peter? Like which of these products have you said this is this is this is the hero?
3: so new cells. And okay. it's kind of fun. And we have, I don't know, eight to 10 new products a year. And they develop either through the retailer, like Sephora would make a suggestion for us, um, maybe QBC would, or someone would come to us, someone supplying it, or I would find it. Um, it's really all over the place. When we are in Ireland, I found, you know, the mud, the Irish mud has historically for thousands of years, you know, like, um, heals you. People And like the Hungarian mud does too. So that actually works um, clearly because that's what they do. (laughs) You know, we import that in a mask and um, it just, the trends come and they go, and then they become really popular and then people are over it. And then it comes back like my pumpkin enzyme mask is, comes like this. And I've had the cucumber gel mask in my line for like 20 years. And it, it, you know, every like two years, it's like super hot. Then it gets a little lower than super hot.
1: But those are your it's really people, but that's your really consistent ones are like the pumpkin, the cucumber, the more you know natural versus
3: you no, know, no, no, it, it just depends because mask right now is just referring to that because we're selling so many masks we, We're masks are like out of control. Um, and those are the two most two most popular masks we sell. Very, so that's so,
1: Okay, Lise, let's talk about everybody of a certain age. The place we hate most, besides all of our bodies, the neck. What can we,
3: Melissa.
1: as she stretches up? What I can't take this clip chip clip off the back of my neck? Now. <laughs> <laughs> take Not the really. tape off. That's right. What can we if we can't come in? First of all, just an all. What should we be doing for our necks at home? And then what can we do for our necks? either surgically or with laser or, I mean, there's, I know there's a ton of options. And right now everyone I know is obsessed with their necks.
0: Yeah. Because it looks like crap on zoom, but at least it's covered when you go to the store, you know, you get it's like, just you know, you get the like this, you're like, Oh, my neck is fine. I don't know. And you hold your, up. and you hold your mask. Well, you, can, you can just walk around like this, frankly, <laughs>
1: fine. you like, just pull that neck right up. Yeah, the um, neck does d- neck the mask can double is like a little neck A, a little neck, sling. neck
0: lift, like a little mm. neck puppy. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the neck is always like a weak area because it shows so fast, like neck and gel. And then it really depends on who you are, right? Because if you're like skinny girl and you have very little there, the the um, non-invasive treatments, if you get it early, work you got to get it early. Like, you know how everyone used to say, oh, you're 45, now you better do a facelift because you got to get that early. Like where we would normally do like a little mini lift, you can put a treatment there instead. And so really mentioned we mentioned earlier the radio frequency microneedling, like that pulls it up. So you got to be able to like pinch maybe a centimeter or two, an inch right here, but not a lot. Like as soon as you start to jowl over and you start to have big hanging marks, then you're back in surgery again, right? You're gonna maybe get some result with the non-invasives, which by aren't the way, they aren't that non-invasive anymore, they're a little more invasive. And um, you're just not gonna get, if you're heavier or you're lower, it's back to doing surgery again, because you're just not gonna get that nice angled jawline with just zapping your skin once you've lost that, that nice youthful neckline completely.
1: So, so what, what lasers, because you, you are a fan of the laser,
0: um it, it depends. I'm only the fan when it comes to me because I don't really want to have surgery.
1: <laughs> right. But no
0: but you you and you've done it on me some
1: of these lasers for a last, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll do it la- on myself and, and my my beloved patients because a lot of us are in the same place. When you're in your 40s um and some some people in their 50s, I'm sorry, I I know some of these people. Uh but I think um like myself but, you know, you really start to get into like, what can I do that's not surgery? And you do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. And then at some point you're like, damn it, it's not enough anymore. So like the big ones you'll hear are the Ulthera, right, Thermi, or, or you'll hear Morpheus, or you'll hear like a body type, face type, all of those are radio frequency energy done in different ways. And so, have you heard of Althera, Melissa? That's the one. Yes. that hurts like yes. hell. That's ultrasound. Some people, a ama- mate works amazingly. A friend,
1: actually, another another pen friend of ours. Yeah, just she did the. Uh, was it the clear and brilliant clear and, and the Althera uh, and that's and like this peel clear and brilliant? Yeah, but she did the Althera. She was oh. like, oh my god, it killed.
0: Oh my god, it's like it's like you can feel your like molars vibrating. It's so. Oh. It's so intense. Other people, but I've had many patients be like, "Wow, look at my face!" Like if you, especially have like a chubbier face and you have more of a target, it really works. It's supposed to get your your. I hate to use big words, but you have a whole deeper system of musculature that pulls on those rather than pulling on your skin. So it works by getting the deeper tissue. So if you've got more like fat and a nice layer of thick deep tissue and fat. Boy, it is a target. But if you're skinny like me, it doesn't work that well. Like I said, it vibrates my molars. Like it's just, right. I don't, it didn't do anything.
1: Yeah, her but neck it looks, her, her, it worked, it worked really nicely on her oh, neck. there
0: you go. So it's like, and was she, was she skinny or heavier? She's skinny. Oh, well, that really ruins my theory, Melissa. Thanks That's a lot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not like crazy skinny. Like no, she's no. like, and she's like, you. like You're really slender through here. You don't carry fat in your face. No,
1: I carry no. it in my fat ass, which is my next question. Not true. not true. What can we do for like, we did the, I know we did the Morpheus on my knees, correct?
0: You were going to stand up. I thought you were going to show us body parts. For no, 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 I was not, just shifting.
1: <laughs> which worked, but I know I need a touch up. You what can, yeah. What can? What can I do for like my legs or my butt or cellulite or abs or any of that kind of stuff without being completely put out out.
0: that in your same thing you're you're stuck on radio frequency microneedling if you basically have to figure a way to put energy into the deep layer of the dermis to tighten it because what you're really doing is you're control you're controlling damage right so if you god forbid like burned your arm it's going to be extremely tight and pull up you don't want to burn your arm but if you do some degree of damage it will create a lift so it's really controlled injury and that's the name of the game is how do we control injury right without cutting without going to sleep but in a way that produces a reliable result and that's where all the companies are right now they're zapping with ultrasound waves zapping you with radio frequency energy um, and all of it, or, or like you know, where Peter is, you're doing a glycolic or damaging from above to get a result on the dermis. So all of us are in the same space. It's just a matter of how we go about doing it. So. Again, same answers for body, cellulite. It's different, you know, topical radio frequency energies are really top hits right now. Not Ulthera, is getting a little old, it still works on some people, but the radio frequency needles are the ones that really are seeing the big results, like almost like a lift, and for arms almost like a lift where the arms coming up inches, right, and the cellulite sucking up. So that's where you're gonna see your bigger results.
1: And how many treatments on average do these things take? Should you be planning right. for three? Should we be planning for six?
0: Right. So if you have like a, like a deeper treatment where you're asleep, like body tight is one of the ones, for example, you're looking at one treatment asleep. If you're doing the ones that are the needles, you're looking at three treatments awake.
1: Got it. Okay. Peter, what's your feeling about we're seeing all this now? Um, just I'm asking you just as a professional because you are a skincare junkie as well as a professional, all these different tightening creams like Strivectin and this and that, Um, because for you, you have very deep moisturizers. What's your feeling? Do any of these sort of uh, alleged tightening creams work?
3: We have a tightening cream. It's called Firmex um, for the eye, and it actually this actually works really well. And you can put it under your eye, your face too. It'll totally, totally, it's like wearing Spanx on your face. <laughs> and um, it'll get rid of anything. The before and afters are crazy. It'll last anywhere. It should last all day if you're dry. If you're not dry, it doesn't last all day. And it's just, but it's a love-hate product, mine at least, because um, sometimes you can lose a white film. So you have to really play with it with a little tissue to dab it off. You also have to put powder makeup on top of it. It's just you have to work it. Uh, it works really well. And it's a, you're basically forming a film, on a temporary film on your skin, and it just sucks it in.
1: Now, <laughs> can I great. use that on my thigh? <laughs> I was going to say, do you no. have it
3: for thighs? <laughs> no. And you know what? Sadly, it doesn't work on the neck, really. Very few people work on the neck, and um, it's only really the face. It doesn't really work in your hands either.
1: What about hands? Hands are a big thing too, right now.
3: Like- I th- personally, I think if your hands don't have spots on them and uh, you look so much better, what I always say is whatever you're putting on your face when you're done, go like this. And Lisa, it's better than hand cream.
1: What are yeah. the new treatments for hands?
0: I so agree with Peter. I have this really funny patient who she like mixes the creams on the back of her left hand. And if you look at her hand, her left hand is like eight years younger than her right hand. You're like, start with, cool. you know what I mean? Yeah, rub, rub them together. <laughs> uh-huh. um, you know, hands are the big thing surgically is fat uh, because, you know, I like myself have very bony hands. And yeah, I, I do too. Hair. I have
1: very bony <laughs> hands. hands
0: but people like, don't like having an old lady hand. So people are adding fat to hands just a little bit. They're de-veining the really hideous large veins if it's popping out. And so it's just like little cosmetic things that are done surgically. And then, you know, you can laser over the top to get the skin not to be so blotchy and brown and then use a depigmenting product so You don't get those, those big brown spots are really what people hate most. Cause they look, they put their hand out, they're like, oh my God, it's my mother's hand. You know, they just want it to be a little plumper, a little softer, and maybe leave it a little bony, but you don't want to see like the interspaces with veins going through them. Oh, dear God. I know, but that's what I look like, and I'm fine with it. So it's like, it's a really a personal preference what you feel like your hand should look like. You know, my hand's right. always like this.
1: Sabrina, you look like you're about to say something. No,
0: I just, I.
2: Or are I you think, just
1: taking notes on everything? No, I'm you taking notes. To. I
2: think that that's a great idea to use the same treatment on your face, you know, for your hands. You don't think about it like that. And my hands are in water all day long and especially now since we're washing and putting sanitizers and all that jazz on. So, yeah, yeah we're, I like we're that. Getting
0: crazy weird rashes lately like under rings cuz the sanitizer gets under there and then people are like re-sanitizing, re-sanitizing, re-sanitizing and it's just like terrible for our skin. But, you know, we feel for our health reasons we need to do it. So, You know, like put the sanitizer in the car or inside the house. Don't, if you happen to touch something, don't just sanitize, sanitize 5,000 times. Right before you, you know, start touching your inner environment, sanitize once. You know so like don't touch your face when you're out people have a time seat that they'll sanitize and they'll be like oh, no, no. Like, don't do that you just touch the car co- you the shopping cart and that's just like you know And this is by the way infection 101 like when we all started in the hospital we used to go to the especially the pediatric hospitals and we would pick up everything because you know you'd eat like the coffee cake at the nurses station and you'd eat like you know, you touch all the elevator buttons and notice that there's like snot dripping off that one. You know, it's like, you just get used to it, don't touch anything ever and never touch the world and touch your face. And it's really the same exact rules apply. So, you know, again, let's not torture our hands, make sure you moisturize them because at least even in the current, you know, the environment, you're going to use a lot more hand sanitizer than you probably ever did before. Okay.
1: So I have a, I have a question.
2: Ahead. So Lisa, if let's just say that you're Saving up to have surgery at some point. Um, What's the one thing that you think, or maybe two, that someone should save up for? it so depends on the
0: person like everybody's got their surgery you know sabrina it's like everyone's walking around saying oh i don't need any surgery i would never do that except this one thing right and everyone's got their thing that bothers them and you know people talk about plastic surgery being for others it's not for others it's for us right so like take care of your thing and then it's empowering don't care take care of something you don't think uh, you think others bothers you you know, so I feel like it really like, you know, contouring people Oh, my image went blurry, sorry, Melissa, getting the most bang for your buck, I think most people already kind of know, like, for example, um, uh, the COVID's been crazy, right? Because people have been home thinking about what it is that bothers them, right? So right. you think plastic surgery would be lower after COVID, it's up. Because you know, and I'm getting these patients a totally different quality of patient because the patient's been thinking about this sometimes for decades, and then finally they're like, Oh, god damn it, it's COVID. Pick up the phone and call me, and they're like, Okay, I wanted a breast reduction for 20 years. I'm like, Why did you wait? You could have enjoyed having not having like. Raw strap marks in your boobs down to your thighs for twenty years, but now you call. And so I'm getting a lot more of that because I think people are getting more in touch with what really bothers them and what they're all about. Because now they're having to deal with themselves much more than they ever did when they were constantly distracted by the real world.
2: We got it is- good for these Zoom calls, Lisa. Yeah, exactly. What so-
1: is the biggest request you're getting?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! So you guys already talked about neck, which is huge, um, and then I'm getting a ton of breast implant removals, tons of them, you know, because I think people are getting healthier, and they're trying to do a little more Google research, and when you get your breast implants done, nobody tells you about breast implant illness, nobody tells you about other repercussions that you can have to your health, and so patients start to you know, get a little bit out there with Googling and doing research and talking to other patients. And then they come in really well informed about what could be their issues with it personally. You know, and implants don't last forever. At some point you will need to have them removed or swapped. So, you know, they decide now is the time and there's some issues going on with their personal health. that finally brings them to my doorstep. Well, and I've you, probably done like, you know, 10 of those just in the last few weeks. Well, you took mine out last year. Oh, I
2: wasn't going to say anything. No, I please. It, like, I was. Yeah,
1: I was too. <laughs> you took mine out and and you did the 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 good deep laser on my on my legs. Oh, now right. if I could just figure out how to do that while awake. Um Peter, one last question for you. If you had what is the one and be specific so people know what to go and buy. The one product everyone should have from your line and we can say dry, we can say dry combination, oily, blah, blah, blah. But what is, if you had to bring a hostess gift to let's say me, <laughs> what is the one product that you say, if, if, if every other product in the line went away, this is the one I would fight for.
3: I would probably say universally without being specific. Um, my water trench moisturizer, because everyone ultimately will want to moisturize. And this one's good for normal, dry oily skin. It's just light as a cloud.
1: Nice. I'm writing it nice. down right now. Write it down. Writing it down. I cannot thank you guys enough. Peter, thank always you. good to see you. Lisa, see I love you. you. I need to talk to you. Come on. But we gotta we got we've always talked about just sort of basically taking everything from the bottom and pulling it up. Well it's time. Nice. It's time. <laughs> hey thank you so much for all this great information
0: thanks melissa thank Thank you you. bye sabrina bye
3: bye Bye. Bye. thanks seeing everyone